0: We've done a great job here at Lending Tree of, of dissecting where the consumer is in the consumer experience of, or the home buying journey. And, and so we found a number of things from this, um, a number of benefits. Uh, if lenders know where they are in the journey, they can they first identify what they're best at and focus on that. Right? Some companies uh, are great at the, the earlier funnel customers. They have real estate agent relationships. That's important to them. They're able to make introductions to their agents. That is absolutely what they prefer. We have other partners that are very good at that late funnel consumer. When they're ready to transact, they are fast and they are good and that's what they want. Most importantly, they're able to create strategies and campaigns based on where they are. And that's one of the biggest mistakes that we've found as as companies transition from refinance to purchase, they they will often have the same experience, the same journey, the same best practices and and, uh, that's a different kind of consumer with different goals in mind. So it's so important to know where they are in that journey and then make sure that you have a strategy in order to meet those customers' needs. You're listening to Batting 1000 with
1: Dale Vermillion, where heavy hitters from mortgage, real estate, and business share their secrets for lasting success. With your host, award-winning sales strategist and industry icon, Dale Vermillion. All right, welcome back to Betting a Thousand, where we have the heavy hitters in the mortgage industry, and I am delighted today to have not only a great longtime friend for uh, I think almost a couple decades now, <laughs> Will and I have known each other for a long time, uh, but also uh, somebody that I've worked with very closely as a partner. Uh, Will Adams is the senior vice president and head of sales for LendingTree. You all know who LendingTree is; they they are the premier uh, provider in the mortgage industry for a long long, long time now on consumer leads. Uh, Will is just a wealth of knowledge. I I know this is gonna be a powerful session today because he's gonna talk about what's happening in the lead world and what's happening with consumers and and what as lenders and loan officers we can do to adjust to this rising rate market and and really talk about insights on best practices and conversion and lead management and all of those kind of things. Um, So Will, great to have you. Appreciate you so much. You're you're, you're a great friend uh, to me personally. Uh, a, just a great icon in this industry. Thanks for being here today.
0: Thank you, Dale. Uh, thank you for the the kind words and uh, thank you for your partnership and and thank you for inviting me to to this. Uh, I consider this a, a privilege and I'm very excited to to be here and speaking with you today. Well,
1: I'm certainly glad to have you, and I can't wait for you to start. Opening up with this audience uh, on all of the knowledge you have, because the one thing that y'all need to know, and I'm going to have Will talk a little bit about his background. But the thing you need to know about Will is that not only is he, you know, at the top top of the organization with Lenny Tree and has a great understanding of the lead world for a lot of years now. Uh, him and I have worked together. We've been the training partner with Lenny Tree for I think 12 years now. I've got got my Lenny Tree shirt on. I'm I'm, I'm representing. I love Lenny Tree. Um, but Will also was in the business for a long time, so he was an original and managed and knows all that. So he's got a very unique perspective. So Will, you wanna share a little bit more about just your background and your experience and credentials so people know a little bit more about you? Of
0: course, sure. You know, it's funny how many of us stumble into the mortgage industry. I don't know that we we go to school uh, thinking that we're gonna end up in the mortgage industry. In fact, uh, you know, I I grew up playing baseball and and had the, I was blessed enough to, to play in college and was injured. and uh that ended my career and i was crushed uh i didn't know what i was going to do my my dreams were crushed and and so i i came home for the summer from college and um, one of my parents neighbors was in the mortgage industry and was willing to train me to to be a loan officer so i ended up becoming a loan officer in college and uh and loved it I, i enjoyed the mortgage industry i enjoyed being a loan officer and ended up uh, becoming an underwriter, uh, then a wholesale account executive. A- and then was uh, I was able to get into leadership in which I managed wholesale account executives, I managed uh, loan officers, uh, I managed fulfillment groups, so processing, underwriting, and closing. And uh, so I've been, Uh, Able to work for different models of companies in the mortgage industry and and within different positions in the mortgage industry. Of course, now I uh, work here at LendingTree and and manage the the sales and client management teams for for most of our business lines including mortgage And uh, I think that the fact that I came from the industry, I know what it's like to be on the other side of the table, has really helped me in my career here at Tree as we uh, consult our our partners and and really work on uh, trying to make them successful. Awesome. Well, the fact that you play college
1: baseball and it's called batting a thousand, it's a perfect fit for you. Will. <laughs> this works out well. Yeah. And and we actually called it this partially because I have a love for baseball. I had a chance to play some my pro for a half a season when I was young. My problem was an injury. I couldn't hit a curve. That was my problem. <laughs> so I had to get into the mortgage business because I had no chance. If they didn't throw me a fastball, I was in trouble. So it sounded like you could at least handle the curve. So maybe I'll throw you a couple today and see
0: how you tee them off. That sounds good. Love it! I promise I didn't hit a thousand.
1: There you go. That's all right. That's okay. Um, so let's begin. Look, let, let's let's just go right to where we're at in the marketplace today. Let, let, let's just address the, you know the white elephant that's out there today. Rates have uh, have risen dramatically in the last couple of months. Um, Lenders are, you know, are are dealing with the challenges of a higher rate market that we haven't seen in a long time. We just came off two of the best years we've ever seen in history. Rates we never thought we'd dream of seeing in our lifetime. I never believed. You could never have told me that rates would be under 2% at some point, and they were. Um, and now we're dealing with a marketplace that is more what you and I have been used to most of our career. But you know, there's a lot of people that entered this market in 2020, 2021. They've never seen anything but low rates and you know massive volume on refis and plenty of purchase. And now that has shifted and changed. So let's begin by talking about just what you're seeing out there today in the lead world. Um, As a result of these rates, you know, I've I've said it my whole career, when rates go up, the one quid pro quo is activity for consumers goes down. Now, in the purchase market, you have a little bit of an urgency that happens with that. Where actually, initially, a rate increase actually increases purchase volume because people want to buy before rates get too high. But on the refi side, it doesn't work that way. If they see rates go up, they generally stop, except for those who didn't do it. They'll try to jump in in the last minute. But we're past that last minute now. We're starting to see Stabilize things. Give us a little bit of insight on what you're seeing at an executive level from a lead based standpoint. Talk purchase and refi separately, and and home equity, and what you're seeing there. And then let's talk about you know w- what you're seeing from a consumer perspective and what consumers think about this market today. Okay. Uh,
0: well, I, I think it starts especially with uh, speaking to the lenders first. Uh, what we saw in 2020 in early 2021 really started this process in that lenders enjoyed the fact that they were able to uh, refinance a lot of their previous customers and had a lot of organic volume. In fact, they had so much organic volume that they, in many cases they staffed up. They, they hired loan officers, they hired processors in order to keep up with this high demand. As they were finished their their previous pipeline, their their pipeline of customers, and or rates started to flatten up, some of that organic volume slowed down. And so lenders looked to new customer acquisition channels in order to to keep and maintain that level of originations. They hired up and they had to to be able to to feed those those new uh, loan officers. And so as, as lenders leaned into new customer acquisition, Uh, it really created more and more competition within new customer acquisition. Certainly that relates to LendingTree along with other companies like LendingTree. And so we've seen companies uh, really um, either thrive or struggle with this increased competition. You know, I I worked, one of the companies I worked at in the past was Decision One Mortgage. Uh, The CEO there, JC Faulkner, Uh, would often say that it's hard to distinguish good athletes when everyone is running downhill. (laughs) But when the group is forced to run uphill, you're really able to see some runners pull away from the pack. And and that's certainly what we're seeing right now. When volume was high and competition was low, we saw conversion ratios really cluster together. Uh, Certainly some lenders converted better than others, but they were all fairly close. Where, uh, call it late 2021 and and so far in in 22, we've really started to see lenders separate from each other in terms of conversion ratio. And uh, so we're we're starting to see some companies, based on their strategy, based on uh, perhaps their their technology, based on uh, their loan officers, be able to to really thrive in this market and, and steal share. And I think that uh, that's what we will continue to see in 2022 is a real focus on share. You know, when we look at a lot of the, the large successful companies today, uh, I would say that they became successful in markets like this, where they were able to steal share and uh, enjoy that share in, in, in times of greater originations.
1: You know, I love that quote that you used from from J.C. Faulkner that talked about, you know, people running downhill, you can't tell the good runners. I've said it many times in, in, in this kind of a marketplace over the years that a rising rate market will expose your shortcomings faster than anything I've ever seen in the mortgage arena. This is where you separate the wheat from the chaff. There's no question about it when it comes to your sales team, your loan officers, and even organizations as to how they approach it. So, Let's talk about this for a minute. You, you said something there really important. I want to unpack a little bit. And you said, we're seeing conversion rates, you know, they kind of clustered together in 2020, 2021 because the volume was so high. Look, let, let's be honest about this. 2020, 2021, you could almost have an approach of, hey, here's what I got to offer you, do you want it or not? It was a do you want it or not market. It's really what it was, okay? We're not in a do you want it or not market anymore. Now we're in a if I could, would you market where it's gotta be if I could help you and and you have a good value proposition to offer that, that customer, then the question is, would you be willing to talk to me about a mortgage? And if you do it well and you have a great value proposition, you're going to get it. But now we're starting to see that separation in conversion. And you said that that depends on strategy and what companies are doing. Help us understand some of those kind of best practices strategies that you've seen in this marketplace that make a difference in increasing conversion rate for lenders and for loan officers out there today.
0: Sure. Yeah. You, you know, um, best practices is one of the most common questions that, that I receive. And, and you know, when I came from the mortgage industry and I started at LendingTree, that was my first question. That, that's what I was excited to learn the, fir- the, the first was, uh, what is that one best practice? And Over my my eight-year career here at LendingTree, I've realized there's not one best practice. There's a lot of right ways. There's a lot of wrong ways. And which right way has a lot to do with your model within your company and your strategy within your company? Uh, As evidence, I've seen talented mortgage professionals at at one company where their strategy was able to, to work well, go to a new company implement that same strategy, and that strategy no longer worked. So you know, I think that it's important that you understand your model within your company and what you are good at and, and take advantage of that. So what I often uh, talk to our partners about is, first off, create a strategy. Create a strategy that makes sense for your company and for the market that you're in. So uh, certainly we're in a market right now. To your point, it's no longer a uh, taking orders kind of market, right? And, and so create a strategy around that. Secondly, test your strategy. Make sure that it's being followed. You know, there's a lot of ways to... to. Um, Secret shop your organization. In fact, there's there's companies that will do it for you. Scott Payne is excellent at this. And he offers a great service, and I highly recommend that that companies take advantage of him. But I'm surprised at how often companies are not actually following their own strategy. And, and then you know, third, it would be to test that strategy. Uh, we do a ton of testing here at Lending Tree. That is and. The, the market changes, consumer behavior changes, and so what worked in the past doesn't necessarily work any any longer. Uh, phone calls are, are a great example of that. Do you use a, what phone number do you show on that caller ID? Do you show a 1-800 number? Do you show a local number? Do you show uh, your, your company's local number? Do you show your company's name on the caller ID? That answer has changed over the last couple of years. Uh, But then uh, as you are testing, identify the winners and then optimize to that winner, right? So, and then start testing again, because as I mentioned, the, the right answer will change. But some of the, more specifically, some of what we're seeing is that ability to be able to help customers with their entire financial situation, right? As you mentioned, Uh, loan officers, there were a lot of new loan officers hired during 2020, uh, and even existing loan officers developed a lot of bad habits. So these loan officers were having these conversations with consumers that were were able to easily lower their interest rate, and that's what the customer wanted. They didn't have to really talk about the debt that they have and the goals uh, that they have for their financial well-being. And so now, loan officers are having to adjust to this new market and find ways to have benefit other than just lowering rate. Yep. Awesome. So you you just you just unpacked so many
1: powerful things there. I want to I want to go a little deeper on some of these. The first thing you talked about was the importance of really building relationship of of spending enough time with that customer today, not to be an order taker. That that is a common mistake that loan officers make when they go through a dropping rate market, it's rushed through the application cause you got 10 more people in line. So you spend no time with them. You find out the bare bones minimum, what you need to qualify them, quote them a rate and see if they say yes or no and move on. And therefore there's no sustainable relationship. And the problem with that is, Not only will that cost you the deal in a credit trigger market where your customers are getting credit triggered, they're getting smartphone triggered, there's all kinds of marketing coming after them that's going to end up losing those deals, but you get no repeat and referral business out of that. You might get that first sale, but you may never get another deal out of that borrower. And I always go back with people to the 9-10 rule. The, the, The statistics tell us that the average homeowner is going to go through nine mortgages in their lifetime. We want all nine. The only way you do that is through sustainable relationship, and then they can give you 10 referrals because they know 10 other people. So relationship's key. You talked about uh, secret shopping calls. Scott Payne was actually, uh, is a friend of both of us, a longtime friend of both of us and a great guy. I couldn't agree with you more. He was my first guest on Batting 1,000, so people probably know him from the show. I would highly recommend, too, you call Scott and have him do some secret shopping on your sales teams and check it out. But look, you also want to, as managers, monitor calls internally, listen to recorded calls if you possibly can, if you can't do side-by-sides with your loan officers, and listen to what they're saying to your borrowers, because in today's. Market. If you're just quoting rate, you're dead before the game ever started, and, and that's a bad habit that happened in 2021 that we got to eliminate immediately in 2022 because everybody loved here in two and a quarter. Nobody likes here in four and a quarter. When <laughs> that two and a quarter seemed like yesterday. So these are all really important principles that you're talking about: is establishing relationship and value up front. In other words, building a value prop around how can I help you today in the refi world? We talked about this before the show started. You know, this isn't a rate and term market this is a cash out debt elimination market. If you don't do that, you don't have a lot of chance of winning in this marketplace today. But even in that, you got to understand your borrower situation and goals. And that means spending time with them to build that relationship when you do that and you do it well. And that's where your secret shoppers will tell you whether you're doing it well or not. You're going to win big in this marketplace and have plenty of opportunity. Would you agree with all
0: of those? Yes, I would. I think that's that's well said. You know, I you asked about consumer behavior uh, as well, and, and that reminds me of a lot of of what we're seeing in that uh, you know consumers will come to to Companies like Leningtree and, and and other companies and not know exactly what they're looking for. Certainly they 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 have in their mind that they can lower their interest rate and and often would like to save money, but they don't always know the best way to do it. And, and we have a lot of conversation internally about that. The way that we ask questions within our forum and expect customers to know exactly what product that they're looking for. But look, I mean, the the we're in an interesting market right now, right? I mean, I'd say, we have found through our studies that a lot of consumers do not know the accurate value uh, of their home. And so when when you look at uh, equity available in order to do a debt consolidation or cash out, that value is important. So making sure that you have the right tools in order to establish the value and also the right product. So we have consumers that, that will come in and the reality is Often they will need cash or they will need to do a debt consolidation. Now, should they refinance their first mortgage for that? Should they do a home equity? Should they do a personal loan? Uh, Should they find a a lower interest rate credit card to to transfer that to? Uh, That's a lot of what they rely on experts for. And certainly, we are trying to establish better consumer experiences within Lendingtree in order to help and walk those consumers through that journey. But that's what loan officers need to be able to help customers with. And we find that a lot of consumers uh, would like home equities, uh, and the reality is, Often you need higher credit scores for, for home equity. It's difficult to, to qualify for a lot of home equity loans. And many of these consumers would still qualify and, and find a lot of benefit in a, refinancing their first mortgage and doing a debt consolidation. Hey there, audio listener, producer Jake here. Thanks so much for listening to the public version of this episode featuring LendingTree's head of sales, Will Adams. With LendingTree boasting one of the largest lender networks in the country, Will's insights into what's working for lenders in this market is expansive, and Dale asked him about all of it in the full members-only version of this episode. So here's what I need you to do. If you want to listen to the full episode, visit DaleVermillion.com forward slash Diamond Club to join a members-only club that has exclusive access to the full-length conversations Dale hosts with incredible guests like Will. As a member, you'll not only get your own personalized feed to listen to Betting 1000 in your favorite podcasting app, but access to the full video interview, plus gain access to transcripts, blog posts, and more. Become a Diamond Club member today by visiting DaleVermillion.com forward slash Diamond Club. That's D-I-A-M-O-N-D-C-L-U-B. Thanks for listening.
1: Batting 1000 is a production of Mortgage Champions, a company that's been transforming the people who transform companies since 1995. Have a suggested topic or guest? Contact my team on Twitter. That's at Dale Vermillion Or tweet us using the hashtag Batting1000. That's hashtag Batting1000.